You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at TrippetAgency.com. The Rundown, with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Yeah, some uh, obviously incredible news if you have not heard it just yet. DeMar Hamlin, according to the Buffalo Bills, has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours as he continues his recovery after essentially dying on the field, going into cardiac arrest and collapsing there during the game on Monday. Uh, His agent told the AP that he is awake, that that DeMar Hamlin is awake, and he has been able to grip – the hands of family members Amazing. at his hospital bedside. Bills did say he remains critically ill but appears to be neurologically intact. There were, there were concerns that, you know, look, when you lose oxygen to the brain, there mm-hmm. is brain damage. So these, these were, you know, some and of the – Every second counts. Yeah, every second counts. Look, I, was, I don't know who I was listening to on this topic, but they said if you're going to die, right – the football field is the second pl- best place to do it than, you know, the hospital. Those are the two best places to do it in the world. Just because of the medical personnel yeah, that's just because of already. That's exactly right. I mean, you got to think about it. It's incredible that – and the NFL is going to catch a lot of flack. They always do. But you do have to give credit to this to the teams there for having that in place and being able to act as quickly and as – Well, it appears they may very well have saved a man's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's not a situation that happens, as we know. So to have the people there that could administer it, that did administer it, that did, it sounds like, save this man's life, um, and, and also quality of life, I think, is the other important part of this, too. I mean, there were, again, questions about if he did make it, what kind of life he would have of course, because of the brain damage. And it sounds, again, all of this sounds really, really, really encouraging um, for DeMar Hamlin. You know, you you – you you see that happen and you just you know i the coverage and the and and just the 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 how somber everything was and rightfully so it was it was emotional you know it's hard not to watch all of that and 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 not get choked up and and just the gravity of that situation um and 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 yeah everything felt so so unimportant and it was so so un- unimportant um but this is the absolute best possible news we could have gotten uh, about Demar, I know that I know the entire world has been praying for him and and pulling for him and his GoFundMe for his toy, toy yeah, how drive. How high has that gotten? Oh, it's six, five, six, seven million by now, which is incredible. It's absolutely, I mean, everybody, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, every, it, it, the average person, yep. you know, everybody, because because that's the thing, you could see, you know, who's donating. And it's the top donation is not like a million dollars. It's five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. It's America coming together. So it's been really this. awesome. To see. How how much is the outpouring different if it is? If this is just another game on Sunday, 
Yeah, that the if world we weren't watch all it, watching yeah. like we well, were on Monday night. So the other part of that that it's interesting you asked that this was the most watched uh, Monday night football game since two thousand nine. Because of the teams that were playing and what they were yeah. playing, and, and two like million, the matchup was unbelievable. Two million more people tuned in after word started going around about the injury. So it was at twenty-one million when the game kicked off, and right. then by the time that the injury happened, it was up to twenty-three million. Think it all touched us. It, but my point is that because it, of where it was, it. too, is we like were all just, watching. If it, if it had just been an out of market, even more twelve a, noon exactly. game, you know. It, it, it did. It affected us in a way. I mean, look, I still think there would be a oh, huge you know, outpouring from I mean, the that, NFL that's, family. That's you know, obvious. But I think the fact that that we all saw it, we were all moved in a in a different kind of way, live. Mm-hmm. We watched it live. We didn't watch a replay of that. We were watching it as it happened. Um, right. And that's one of those. You know, you'll 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 never forget that. You won't forget that image and 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 where you were. Um, but but yes. Uh, DeMar Hamlin is is awake. He is neurologically intact. And what that means is can move extremities, you know, with some purpose, uh, understand basic commands, you know, that that is so amazing. It is, it is a miracle. It truly is. Yeah, I, you know, I, I mentioned this on Tuesday. I know it's like, you know, man, you mentioned your kid enough. But it touched me because my son wanted to pray for DeMar Hamlin. Okay, and, and, and he does his night-night prayers. It's usually the same, but he adds yep. in DeMar Hamlin that night. It touched me to death, okay? So I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Y'all know I, I, I just I put my heart out there. I cannot wait to see him today after school yeah. and give him this news and tell him, yeah. dude, it works, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and I told you Tuesday, like if, there, if, there, if there's somebody up there, there's a God up there, he certainly heard all of our prayers because there were so many for him. Yep. And so for a guy like me, you know, who needed a rock and, and now, you know, has got a strong foundation, praise God. I can't wait to tell my son, it works. Prayer works. Look at faith. Look at what it can do. And I realize, you know, some people I'm talking to won't hear this a bit, but for me, it has worked. And I can't wait to tell my son tonight that, hey, man, your prayers, got to answer your prayers. Yeah. Ha- you know, ha- Hamlin's, Hamlin's it, it, great news on him. And so, um, that's what I said, man. I said this morning when I saw that news. I said, glory to God. I said, prayers do get answered. Uh, I hope the news continues to be good and that uh, that Hamlin goes on to uh, to have a great life, whether that's still playing football, yep. whatever it is. Denny Kellington is the gentleman who performs CPR uh, on, uh, on DeMar Hamlin. He's a member of the Buffalo Bills staff. Um, I, I, I don't know what his title is, you know. Lifesaver. I mean, that's a that's a situation that I don't care what training you have, you know. I mean to be in it, and to to do it, and to execute it, and to and to and to be successful mm-hmm. in the process. That's that's I can't imagine that. Boy, you become goaded. You know you, what I'm when saying? You, when you save a life, you're, yeah, like you're you, goaded. Like, like this is it. This is this is. I, that's that's a moment that I don't think I could ever even fathom meeting. You know, like just. Trained or not, because because it's like okay. Well, in this case, it's his. Sure, it's his job. It's his and, job. But this is like the the most intense. The question is, you know, like if you see me and you see a man in a restaurant choking, do we feel equipped enough to go over? Not there? a chance. Even if we were, do we have the? Not a chance. I mean, I, I I know that like, you know the uh, uh, the Heimlich. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Maybe we need to go get trained up. I mean, I I would prefer you not need CPR. In the during the show, oh, you would prefer someone else do it. Well, <laughs> absolutely, Brad. Are you trained? 
I think I heard that Brad's trained. I, I listened Brad's to the trained. 46 yeah, show. I think- <laughs> this is really pathetic. But I think I'm trained, and I would be the one. In- That's not oh, pathetic. No, it's good. Question. It's no, good I mean, that we, one of us well, is. You, the, the fun part of this is because we're thinking about it as conscious humans, right? Like if we have to do this because it's, it's dudes and whatever. But no, like you do need people who have CPR training. I was talking about this with Jeff the other day. Um, you know, do you guys, you guys know where our AED machine is now? Do you, either one of you know? Oh, my gosh. Is it by the uh, vending machine? Of course you would know. You go to yeah. the machine every every oh. two hours, every Thanks. hour, for God's sake. Thanks for CCing me on that one. Well, that's where, that's where it's been. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't get that I, I need, and, I, and you know what? Uh, to your point, though, Yeah, we Jason, need to train up around here. That's, that's something that's the where D, we need to the, do a better job. That's the defibrillator? That's the yeah, like that's the different okay. yeah the AED okay. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have, if we need to restart your heart, yeah, and giddy up, it's over there. Gotcha. Well, it wouldn't be him. It's gonna be me, and then he won't do it because he's no. scared. Well, so I'm gonna need you, Brad. Well, we don't have as many staff around here as we used to, so it it, it will fall to Brad. Yeah, and here's the problem, Jason. You spoke in them black and miles this morning. I mean, that's also an equation here, Jason. So mm-hmm. just put we, that in your head. We yep. you, we used to have you know forty to fifty. Now we're like about 15, 20, and a lot of those people work remotely. We did a whole staff training. We went downtown to the Red Cross over there. 55 goes through town, and then it's at Union near 55. That is where their center is, right there where the old high school was. I, I, I forget what the what this intersection is. Anyway, we went down there with the dummies. We had a bunch of our staff down there. Now it's been a decade ago. So, unfortunately, oh. we need to get back in the game. I mean, that that is the one thing. Like, people are talking about this, and I know it's not sexy or anything, but, like, like you need training on high school football games. The one difference with this game I thought was interesting. I mentioned this to Bennett. You always see ambulances on football fields in high school. Yeah, it was back to John's. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, about always. being prepared. They're whether it's NFL or wherever else. No, but in the least. Oh, you're sign, saying it happened. No, like I was at a Houston game against uh, Briarcrest earlier this season. Uh-huh. They had a broke, uh, like a leg. Immediately, they're out there as soon as something happens. Like <laughs> NFL did not want this thing. I mean, they don't like putting that ambulance in the center of a field. And they said, to your point, John, there's like 30 personnel who are trained up and ready to rock and roll here. According to uh, Cameron Wolf who uh, works for the NFL Network, uh, University of Cincinnati health physicians are going to provide an update publicly on awesome. DeMar Hamlin That's great in about news. 15 minutes. So, yes, I mean, I, I, you, you just continue to pray for his, uh, you know, his improvement, his condition to improve. And, look, it's, it's, it's going to be his decision. You know, it's going to be his. It's, 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 is he able, and, and, and does he want to get back on the football field? I mean, that's going to hopefully I, – I hope that he – has the chance to make that choice, mm-hmm. you know that 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 he is able to do it, and, and and if he wants to do it, it's his prerogative, it's his right. I will say, you know, I, I, I again, there's so many reports that are coming out, you don't know what's true and what's not, but apparently T. Higgins has taken this really, really hard. I bet he has. As like I can, he has, I, I, I can understand. Like that he, he hasn't. Has. Apparently, he hasn't left the hospital. Dang. That's that's what I read today. That he has not left the hospital. So since. he hadn't been a part of preparation for the Ravens. Like that's what they. That's what I saw. He has not left the hospital. Wow. Now who knows if that's true or what? But you know there there have been some reports that T Higgins has taken this you know extremely hard and 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 you know I understand because he was involved and and um, <clears throat> you know it was a direct impact of that tackle. But that had nothing to do with absolutely not him and absolutely the way not. he you know absolutely not. Yeah. But that is one part of this that says I, a lot about him. If that's true, he, no had, he hadn't left the hospital. Yeah, um, but wow. I, but it, but it does sound like uh, some positive updates are coming, and of course we will pass those along. But what a, what a miracle on earth, Amen. Uh, that this young man is awake and, uh, and 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 cognizant and not in a coma, and and looks like he's going to be able to hopefully 
lead a normal functioning life. That is amazing news. Uh, prayers were answered, no doubt, in Cincinnati. Next story. Grizzlies picked up their fourth straight win overall. Ninth, I mentioned, consecutive against Eastern Conference teams with a, a easy 131-107 win of the Charlotte Hornets last night. Plenty of John Morant family and friends in the building because obviously he grew up over in South Carolina, just 90 minutes away from Charlotte. Uh, every time they play in Charlotte, he's got a bunch of family there. Uh, Grizzlies, Jai outscored Charlotte 40-26, first quarter, never looked back. And tonight, they can improve to 500 on the road, would be 10-10, and I believe, with a win at Orlando uh, in last night's game. we mentioned, I mentioned this to John uh, in, in the first hour. It played out beautifully because Jai was able to sit in that fourth quarter after a 23-8. He wasn't the only one. Uh, with a nice game, Desmond Bain, 19-10, and 10, just about all your starters. Dylan Brooks had 18 points. I'm with Drew, played very well. Jaron Jackson Jr., 17-9. and nine. Steven Adams continues to rebound in an unbelievable clip, had 15 uh, and 9 points to go with those 15 rebounds. Uh, again, we mentioned looking ahead to tonight. Uh, Grizzlies doing it on a back-to-back, got Orlando down in Orlando. This Orlando team... You know, fourteen and twenty-four. I think Charlotte, what was sitting at ten wins somewhere around there. And you might look at them and say, "Eh, a lot of the same." This Magic team has won six in a row at one point this season. They've shown a lot more at times this year than Charlotte has. And that and that six-game winning streak last month, two were against the Celtics, two were against Toronto. They beat the Clippers and they beat Atlanta. So they're capable. We talked about Paolo Bancaro. He was fantastic for them in a win last night over OKC. Again, they're on a back-to-back as well. Line is sitting at uh, sitting at seven. I think last we looked, Grizzlies seven-point favorites. But again, you've got a, an opportunity tonight to run up the uh, run up the record, especially against Eastern Conference teams. The Grizzlies are thirteen and three against the East. And here here's one thing to watch. Last night, Orlando against an OKC team that had absolutely throttled Boston. The night before, 115-117, that OKC team had feasted in the paint at 70. Against a good Boston defense, had 70 points. Orlando held them to 30 in the paint last night, OKC. So Orlando defensively was good. We know that the Grizzlies feast in the paint. And so, again, seeing whether or not this Orlando team can handle this team in the paint is going to be a a, a different story, especially when you're talking about a, a team that's got, you know, things are looking pretty good relatively when you're talking about health. I mean, you've got everybody out there. Hopefully that continues. Uh, uh, and, again, Zaire Williams, we mentioned, you know, dealing with a little bit of soreness. Played last night behind Roddy. Will be interesting to watch that. Yep. Seems like right now he's falling behind David Roddy. You know, that will it be that way all season? Yeah, you're certainly not making any bets on that. Right. But right now, yeah, David Roddy's moved ahead. It'll be interesting to see how Zaire responds. Yeah, I mean, this is really just, to me, a – focus litmus test that's really all it is I mean it's January you know you've kind of been first second you know top three in the west the whole way here this is just to me about can you (laughs) can you keep yourself stimulated enough mentally to like go out here and just take you know take care of these bad teams that's always the thing in the NBA some teams are better at it than others some teams care about it more than others there are some teams more more along the lines of I I would have more less of an issue with it from teams who I know have have won championships, who know what it takes to get to the end. You know, mm-hmm. I I, I kind of prefer the Grizzlies to do exactly what they're doing, which is like we're not gonna this ain't this ain't about to be no you know suspense Alfred Hitchcock birds type movie, bro. Like we're gonna go in here, we're gonna kill them, we're gonna go on to the next one. I mean, that's what you want to see. Doesn't guarantee a championship, but I do think that sharp focus especially on a young team, 
you know, that is something that is conducive to down the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, the, the Grizzlies have to, you know, I, I do. I think they are, a, they are a better team, as we saw, when they have the mentality of we haven't arrived yet. You know, when they took on the mentality of when John Morant told was it was in Malika, mm-hmm. who, you know, you know, Malika be getting these NBA players say all kinds of things, man. Malika her, or her sister is one of them. Okay. I'm, I'm not for certain. Taylor Rooks be getting Because Kendra covers Golden State, doesn't she? Yeah. Okay. I think it was Malika, though. I think it, yeah, because yeah, I don't think Kendra's getting those interviews just probably, yet, big dog. I mean, no I think way, she's, she's on covering her way a up. team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her, you know, her Ma- sister's national. Malika is, 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 is. No, you you're know, right. It was Malika. Her and Taylor Rooks be getting these NBA players to, you know, very comfortable. Yeah, my man, man Sane mentioned that. Said Josh says the the most yeah. in when he gets the interviews with the yeah, beautiful Yeah, that's women. another piece of advice I'd say. John, I know, I know, brother, I get it. But don't get don't be getting too comfortable in that pillow talk of those interviews, man. So Giannato come up to it and ask him, so it's a work in progress. <laughs> Taylor Rooks come up, man. Man, we're gonna win the whole damn thing. Ain't right. about none of you folks, Taylor. Right. I got you, Taylor. We're gonna win the whole Giannato thing. Giannato comes up, it's like we may be a lottery team. <laughs> You know, he ain't giving Giannato nothing. <laughs> you know, we don't if we don't take care of business, we may be a lottery team. But yeah, interesting. I I, I would say, uh, you know, when 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 Ja and the Grizzlies take on this mentality of oh we're not worried about nobody, they they lost three in a row, you know, and then uh, then it was a humbling. It was like okay, we got to sort of we got to stop this. The Grizzlies have always been better for for as long as that that franchise has existed as a dog. You know, they just that's their that's their natural sort of persona to me. Yeah, but it comes it becomes tougher to have the dog mentality when you're going into games as a favorite each Absolutely night because right. you've grown as a team. But here's the thing though, in professional so you've sports you've become more hunted. You should know this better than anybody. Michael Jordan always acted like he was the underdog. He was never the underdog. Well, this is a very good point by you. He never. No, no I see your point here. He, he, you would never. Yeah. He, you would never hear Jordan out there saying he, like, "Oh man, you know, I'm, uh, I, I'm the one everybody wants to take down." He would find some slight yes. that actually wasn't, but yes. he'd make it one. Yes. And and make him say, "Oh, you don't believe." Exactly like, oh, right. Oh, you doubting us? You know, we, Back we, to we your made point. the example with Brady before. Brady always. And act, Brady actually sucks now compared to like earlier in his career. But he would even when he was at his prime, he would say, "Oh, well, this guy says I'm falling off, and this guy says I suck." So mm-hmm. it's like, just teams, athletes, they just perform better when they can manufacture these things as opposed to saying. I ain't worried about nobody else. We're the best. Come get us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think the on court. So they, so what they, the Grizzlies need to go in this game tonight, as if they are the seven point underdog to the twelve win Orlando Magic. That's oh, just tough. locking That's on Palo. There's Dylan Brooks, Darren Jackson, just locking on Palo. Not easy to do, Jason. Come on, this kid's a rook now. You no, I'm saying not that. I'm just saying it's hard to have that oh, mentality, your, your against, mentality when yes. you're looking across at a team that you know stinks. You know they stink. Everybody in the world knows they stink. They're Agreed. a bunch of you know twenty two year old kids. They're they're talented, but they don't. You know, come on, they won twelve games. So. I don't know. It's easier said than done, but I, I I do anticipate the Grizzlies will handle their business tonight inside Orlando. Another early tip tonight, 6 p.m. Of course, you can hear pregame right here on 92.9 at 5.30 with the great Gary Darby tip-off with Eric Hasseltine. Uh, we'll be at 6. Grizzlies going to take down the Magic. Next story. We have not talked about this yet, but we should talk about this. Uh, full disclaimer, of course, we know Billy Richmond is a uh, is a longtime loyal sponsor of the show here with Wing Guru. But we would be talking about this whether or, or not that was the case. His son, Billy Richmond Jr., is a junior. Yep. In college, excuse me, in high school, he was he was at Memphis East High School. This happened very under the radar here, folks. Uh, Billy Richmond Jr. was at East High School. He has moved out of Memphis, and he is now playing 
alongside the son of Dewan Wagner at Camden High School in New Jersey. DJ Wagner, we know, is headed to Kentucky. Here's the rub. Billy Richmond's kid is blowing up. Billy Richmond Jr. is a real prospect in the high school ranks and uh, in the last week picked up an offer from who else? Kentucky. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Uh, He does have an offer from the University of Memphis. I did confirm that. Uh, He's got an offer from the University of Memphis, Kentucky. Miami's in the picture. Kitty Payne has offered. So Billy Richmond Jr. is a real prospect climbing up the ranks, already now in the top 150, I assume, playing alongside uh, alongside DJ. That will continue to to go up. But we've got a a legacy on our hands here, Jason. Yeah, uh, plays a lot like his dad, too. Big. Uh, can do a little bit of everything. Six five, six six. He he's probably he might have grown. I mean, if you see him on video now, certainly a lot stronger uh, than he was when he began his high school career. You know, over over at East. Um, okay, I'll just do it. I can't stand Memphis kids. This trend. I don't like it. Well, Camden's not even a prep school, dog. Camden's just a regular ass high school in New Jersey. Well. I mean, DJ, DJ's I, there. But. I, I, don't, I didn't mean that. I meant, I guess I had moved a little bit forward. And I know you mentioned that Memphis has offered him. Well, let's let's get him then. Oh, because, okay. Because here's my point. The I ones that have saying. grown up here and who's, in this case, dads have played for Memphis. Listen, I'm, I you know, covered the program. I, I'm like Mark. I'm a narrative guy. But I grew up watching, you know, Finch and, and Memphis and, heck, the end of Kirk and those Memphis teams. And I love Memphis talent playing for Memphis. You know, it, it, it's just the case. And so, of late, and listen, I've said, I've said this. I, I said it with Matthew Morrell. You know, we, we've said it with Kennedy Chandler. Like, man, you'd love to see those guys doing well here. And Penny's made his choice on the – and, look, he's shown you with the way he's able to recruit, he doesn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I have to like seeing these guys go out of town and do it somewhere else. That's a, maybe it's selfish of me. Maybe it's the, 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 the Tiger basketball fan no, I, in me wanting to keep the local talent here. Yeah. Penny has shown he doesn't have to have it. Doesn't have to have it. He can recruit on a national level and get top five, get number one recruiting classes. Yep. But I'm greedy. Yeah. I liked it to stay home. And so I hope that this offer stays there and that you, you, you battle Kentucky to the end and, and you get a guy like Billy Richmond because – Billy Richmond Jr. Because, look, man, I, I'd like, I like to see these guys here. I like to see these guys here. No, I, uh, again, I, that's not telling Penny how to do it. He's shown us he can do it any way he wants to. Yep. That's the old Memphis Tiger fan and me hating to see local talent that could certainly be playing for you going elsewhere yep. and helping big programs. Well, I, Kenny I, Chandler was good at Tennessee. Yes, he was. Well, okay. he's a, he was a he was a second. What are we talking pick? about here? I mean, like he could have played at Memphis and, and done damn well here. Yeah. So well, that was one where Memphis didn't even pursue. Well, they started, but then it was Penny yeah. made his decision right. that I'm backing off. Right. Um, or, or, or I, you know, again, I don't know what what it, it, maybe it, it, he had some it, inclination that Kennedy would not uh, t- attend, and perhaps that's kind of the Penny mo. It's like if he feels like he can get you, he'll stay there till the end, but he's not going to stay there till the end and lose. But so you think all these Memphis kids have decided he made a decision on Morrell. He made a decision that on that had Morrell. to do with Jalen Green, but he made a decision on Morrell. He made a decision on Amar Knox. He did. He got a commitment from Amar Knox, but but ultimately he decommitted, and and he ended up at Alabama but he State. Over, he so. recruited over Amar's head. Yeah, like that, that was that was never going to be. 
No, I, I look. I, I'm with you. I mean, I again, it, it's 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 personal preference. It's not, you don't need to do it to make the NCAA tournament. Ain't nobody telling you that. Yep. But you guys that have watched high school basketball around here for a long time, like I have, yeah. there's many of you out there like me that are you know would well, would love to see these kids. Especially in a look, especially Billy Richmond's kid. Okay, man, what I mean, are we talking Billy about Richmond. here? We're talking about sons of tigers. Now, I'm not trying to like pressure nobody, but it, there is. I mean, he is a legacy. He oh, is the son he of a former up to your point. Yeah, like I mean, playing with Wani's smart. Playing on this team was smart. Yeah, no, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I I do agree with you. It's one of those things that when Penny got the job people were really excited about because there was a removal on in the tubby years we were talking about it tyler didn't want to come here well, alo didn't want to come here tubby said they don't want to come here tubby and then at the end want... he was trying to recruit yeah, him again yeah like he figured it out so we we kind of all were 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 in love with the fact that penny coming it back opens would, it back up yeah they'd all come rushing and, back and we dreamed that maybe it could be best of both worlds yep you know, and get who you want out of memphis and then also i mean there are there are what jonathan malcolm chandler Am I missing anybody? A lot, of that's, a lot of that's the East crew, bro. But yeah, it, after those guys move on, then what? Will the, how, how much? How much Memphis influence will there be? I so, mean, we got Jonathan on there. It's part of the reason why we want to see Jonathan succeed. Well, that's, it, it, look, it is always look at Tyler Harris. Like it means more to Memphis. Look at Alo, who is on the team. Yep. Look at how much playing for Memphis matters to him. That's right. Playing for Memphis always matters more. To matters more. Now, have have they have we seen here over the last few years? You can leave Memphis and go be successful. Sure, absolutely. Sure. But are there kids who still think it means more to play at Memphis? Memphis, absolutely, they're out there. And so, well, here's the reality. I ain't tell you that Billy Richmond Jr. is one of them, but it, you know, it'd be it'd be. I'd certainly like to see some of this talent that is good enough. And helping other big programs playing here. here. Here is the reality: if you just remove the Cal era, and I would say the the 07, 08 year, you could even keep some of the other ones because there were like heavy Memphis influences with Burks and Jeremy Hunt and Sean Williams, guys that were really huge parts of those teams that that helped those teams. Um, you have to have Memphis kids at Memphis. You can't build a program and get to the heights without taking advantage of your biggest sort of built-in advantage, which is the talent pool here. Now, the game is changing. Memphis kids are leaving. If you're good, you don't stay in Memphis. You go to a different high school. You go to IMG. You go to whatever. Um, but I, I, I still do fundamentally believe, and I reject anybody that, that disagrees with this, you have to have, at Memphis, you have to have some Memphis flavor. You have to have good players from the city of Memphis because that's their best chance, right, of getting top-flight talent is the hometown kids. It's not, it, Can you get them from other places? Oh, this dude can get them from everywhere. Yes. He's showing, he just got Mikey. What are we talking no, about you, here? You can. He doesn't have to do Memphis at all. That's the thing about it. But the I, guy who is Memphis, Memphis, Memphis doesn't have to do it. But I just feel and like from he's the, like Cal in that sense. He doesn't have to. But I he mean, can Cal even except for the 0708 year, year, Cal still had plenty of Memphis dudes on those rosters. Yeah, but that was building up though. He graduated from that. Well, they, there's still some more building up that needs to be done here to get there. So, like with Thad, you know, Cal had it. You know, yeah. he didn't have to. Well, Thad, he, he wanted know, that, Thad, that one though at the beginning, but it was kind of like a situation where. Okay, well, your dad said you don't want to play for did he a you know, white coach did, did, uh, or whatever it was. Wow. You don't remember that? Didn't know that one. Yeah, that Felton, that came no, out. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I knew that. Um, did he recruit Elliot? Cal? I think it was I clear that Elliot so. wasn't staying home. I mean, Elliot went to Duke. 
So it was like one of those things where if you're going to Duke, you're not. You're not. Leslie, you're, I think, went to Carolina. Carolina. So that was. But I don't weird. know that he ever really was on Leslie. Yeah, I don't think he was. Yeah. I don't think he was on Leslie. Um, but, but yeah, look, I, I'm look, not. T- look, who was the starting point guard to start the year last year? Uh, Do you remember? God, was it Alo? It was Imani Bates. Oh, that's right. That's right. It could have been <laughs> Kennedy Chandler. <laughs> right. That's my point. Okay. When, when there are times to get them. And they're worth getting, yeah. Because some of them have been and shown you, yeah. Let's get them. Oh, I agree. I'm never moving from that. No, I, 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 I look as a mem- as a Memphis Billy alum. Richmond as Junior a might be one. Oh, he is. And, he and, looks like it. And in fairness, Penny's after him. I mean, Penny wants him. So, and the thing about him is, like, you know, when he played on those East teams early in his career, there was a bunch of talent there. Like he was just one of the guys, but he always, you know, he always kind of shined. But he's never been like the the. He, he can get it done in a role, leading you whatever you need, like and, and can do a little bit of everything. I don't know. I'm not going to get overly excited again about the possibility of a Memphis kid going to Memphis because you just haven't seen that trend of late. But, I'd, again, I'd love to see it happen regularly. Uh, but, yeah, how about that? Billy Richmond Jr., uh, the uh, the heir to the wing guru empire. Yeah, he's in, he's uh, in line for a big rise up the rankings too. A hundred. I mean, he got he got Kentucky. He's gonna be in the top fifty. Yeah, he's gonna shoot up. I think last of two four seven, he's like a three star, but he's gonna end up a four or five. Yeah. So uh, I don't I don't know uh, I don't know where you know. Look, there's a long way to go here, um, in the in the recruitment, but it's gonna be Memphis or Kentucky. Would Sid Henderson's son have helped them this year? Sid Henderson's son would have really helped them this year. Man, helping Arizona. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but in the in the time that he got, I've, he's been great, well, he's, he's, and now he's in more of a role coming uh, off the exactly bench. Right. He started the season as a starter because he's Randy done everything back. they've asked of him, man. Yeah, and and it it's less of a role for Arizona than it could have been here yeah. for him. He could have been playing more for you, but I will than say, he's playing at Arizona. I mean, Cedric Henderson Jr. It ain't regretting that decision. I mean, that, oh heck no, that he, dude's got a chance. Dude might play for a national title. Yeah. I told us I texted his dad that. Yeah, so I mean, they, he made the right choice. <laughs> I'm just saying, sons of Memphis, dude. Like, and, and you were looking for transfers. Yeah, no, you're and right. We're sitting up here telling, hey, there's one from Campbell, shot 38 percent from three last year. It, it oh, by the way, his dad was a tiger. It would have been a deal where he's your starting, you know, three, right? Heck yes. I mean, that's and, and what are you talking about? Have you? He's big now, dude. Yeah. He's like put on weight, muscular for Zona, and he, he looks 38 percent from three. I mean, he would fix a lot of what issues. What are we talking about? But and it's not a the role would be bigger, the team would be worse, but the role would be bigger, right? So that's the thing. He'd have to, he would have had to the, decide. The thing is, we were saying it at the time that he could help you, and here we are. We're now you're in the middle of it, yeah. And you you didn't make no. The that's move. true. I mean, look, it, it, saying it at the time we had it, daddy it, up in here. It, it, look, we're not trying to tell Penny on. how to do his job, but you know these are these are just things that. Uh, you know. Dude, it's changing though. We're talking about something that's happening. Memphis kids coming up, yeah. they ain't going to Memphis right now. It's true. And, and and the majority, most of it, John, is because Penny's making the choice. Now exactly I don't need right. that one. Exactly right. That's right. Penny Penny so is sort a, of opting it's an interesting to go in a development. Different... Again, you're always watching the Memphis coach yep. and who he's recruiting, and you know because we've always talked about the local talents, yep. the lifeblood. Now I will say, but it doesn't. Again, Penny has proven, and yep. so did Cal, that he doesn't have to. And that's a feather in his cap. Well, I feel like if it's an ego thing, some had to depend on. If it's an ego thing, Penny should 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 drop that, right? If it's a deal where I don't need to, I, I can show people that I don't need Memphis. Talent. I don't think it's that at all. No, I think I think Penny has his guys. You know, I think he's got his. You know, Penny's a field guy. There haven't there haven't there, been. Penny ain't trying to prove to folks he can win without Memphis players. That's like that's like. Yeah, you know, there's no way he gets I, up in the morning like and thinks t- that. Tying your hand behind your back, there. I will say, in Penny's defense, there have not been many 
that you just have to get from Memphis. Like there was Frank a Kennedy was a half. He, he was. He was. He was. He that. But that's one. Morell he should have gotten. Okay, that's two. Anybody else in his tenure? Well, I'd like him to see get Billy Richmond and Curtis Givens. He's got some guards already. Look, yeah, that's you, not going to happen. He's kind of made his choice. Well, there. Curtis is two years from now. Okay, well they both are then. Yo, Mikey's next year. Well, Mikey's not going to be here in, in in two years, right? There's no way. I don't see that happening. No, your point on the guys that left that he must have had. No, the kid that said Marquette is nice, but was yeah, he a Jones, musket? Yeah. No. no, he was not. No, no not. Uh, for the muskets, those probably were the two. Those were the two that I was crying about, and people were saying, "Hey, Jason, I told you, Penny can do it without Matthew Morrell and uh, Kennedy Chandler." Yeah. Morell's awesome. I was trying to tamper in the offseason on the radio. I was trying to get that done. Because he's, like he's like a hell of a shooter down there. But bro, he's going to the league. Yeah, that was one where it's like you just kind of felt. And, and like, you know, you had the Faraji thing. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. I mean, I don't know, man. I just feel like that was a pretty – that was a layup. All right, we're crying too much about Memphis talent not going to Memphis. He's shooting right. 30% from three. It's come down pretty, pretty badly. <clears throat> lately, but he was a 39% shooter last year. And so. he, has, he has quick twitch NBA athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. He will be there, John. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's crying. I think it's just we're, you know, we're pointing. No, you made your point. There, there were two that were muskets yeah. for us. And I, I think the the bigger there point is, is that there just aren't – dude, there was a run there from the, the, the time that Josh got the job to about 2015. Oh, it's coming again. Don't do this. Well, are you saying it's down in Memphis? Talent? It is down. It's cyclical. It's about to come back. Bro, I'm saying Memphis used to have five dudes a year. They used to have five dudes a year that were like Memphis good. You they're know? like they're freshmen right now. Like it's about to it's about to bounce back. The keeper kid I told you about at CBHS. Uh, 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 what's my man's name? Fred Smith Jr. I think is at Briarcrest. Like there's some there's some ones out there coming, bro. I'm telling you. Okay. They're just come. They're just now getting out of middle school. Well, Billy Richmond Jr. is one. We of them. We should have Chuck Lawson on. He does. He does. He's in those low, in that middle school area coming out. He'll tell you who the next big ones are. It's cyclical. It always comes back. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's the latest. Billy Richmond Jr. Uh, out of Camden High School in Jersey has an offer from Kentucky uh, and Memphis. One next more. story. One more, and I'll keep it quick. But John was. Uh, you know, asking me yesterday and educating me on the Greg Berhalter story, the, the, the U.S. men's national team head coach, soccer, obviously, and the story about how, you know, back in 1991, kicked his wife in the shin, uh, the mother of a player right now, uh, gave that mission uh, uh, information to USA Soccer, and now I guess his future with USA Soccer is up in the air over something he did in 1991 with his girlfriend at the time, fiance, whatever it was, who he's now married to, and they, they got through it. Why is that more of a story right now, something Berhalter did at 18 years old, than what Dana White just did on New Year's Eve with his wife, Mm -hmm. and it's caught on video, and it's not a kick to the shin. Dana White, the UFC president, uh, who's very visible. You tell me, I mean, what's bigger, USA soccer? I know worldwide soccer. Or, or UFC. I mean, my, my point is UFC is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the president of the UFC has always been a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if you go on TMZ right now, you see from New Year's Eve party, Dana White, after getting slapped by his wife at a, at a, at a New Year's Eve party, slaps her back multiple times and stands over her. And yet this story seems a lot less paid attention to than the Berhalter story which was something that happened in 91 when he was 18 years old. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Some have written about it. You've seen it now. But, again, this happened on New Year's Eve, and we've spent more time. You go to ESPN, there's bigger stories on Burhalter than there are anything about Dana White. 
yeah. who just slapped his wife around, essentially. And now I know we can go, well, Jason, she slapped him all that. We don't need to get into all that right now. He went on TMZ, said there's no excuse for this. I come on here and tell you you shouldn't put hands on women all the time. And here I am slapping my wife to the ground. And yet the, uh, the story hasn't gotten nearly the same amount of attention. And it, it's not like UFC is some podunk you know, uh, organization we don't talk about. Like, no, there's not some fighter in it we're all following. Well, at least me and you, right? But, but still, very visible man who's always out there and talking. This goes down recently with him, what, 53 years old, not 18, and nobody's talking about it. It's just, just why, I guess, is the way I'm – what would be your reasoning, John, well, for and, why this and, one is And the irony in this is that in 2019, Dana White told – or excuse me, in 2014, he told fighters – that you never bounce back from putting your hands on a woman. It's ridiculous. And, and I realize he, he and his wife have both come out and said, we were both drunk, alcohol took over. It's no excuse. Mm-hmm. And you've been caught. In this case, John, you have the video of it. Yeah. And you and I have always talked about that side. When you got the video, it's supposed to be worse, right? That's when, that's when everybody comes down you. And yet, even with the video out there, the Burhalter thing seems to be more of a story. I realize it's USA soccer, and to some, that's a much bigger story. His job and contract, I guess, on the line. But this is the president of the UFC. Yeah, I will say I've been I've been uh, overserved around my wife quite a bit, and I've never. It's not an excuse. Exactly. Her or hit her or had any kind of desire to do that. John, I got a feeling if if you if say alcohol took over and your wife did slap you, said John, you said something nasty to me. I know you meant. I know your heart. You ain't gonna slap her back. I'm not even gonna. And especially think a, about in it. public, out of the de- what are you doing? Yeah. But it came awfully quick, the dude. But anyway, that we don't need to get into the, you know, the the details of the of the case so much as I'm asking the question: Why is we? Why is we are as a society paying more attention to one of these stories than the other? Yeah. No, when this a- happened, this dude was a grown ass man. This is your wife. Yeah. You've been married to for what thirty something years. Yeah. And you hit her multiple times with an open hand. No, what's crazy is I in was... In the face. It, 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 I got to guess. I think it's because there is money from places like ESPN pouring in from the US, U, UFC. And I realize we have a relationship with ESPN. I say that is commentary, not business matter. Um, but I think that's the answer. What do you think? I have no clue. I, I can't. I don't. I don't know. So I can't. I, Big entities are tied now to UFC. They were the first entity during COVID to to actually perform and create money coming into sport. Um, Dana White has proven himself to be a mogul TV executive, and um, just quite frankly, some people like what. What is it for soccer that we care about from a money business perspective? Absolutely nothing. It appears. So it's different. I don't know what the course of action is. I mean, I, I've, I've been in situations where, uh, you know, in a, in a past life, I, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine slapped me so hard oh that a, a picture frame fell off the wall, bro. Like, it was, like, thunderous. I was like, good God. That men I, shouldn't hit women. Women shouldn't hit men. Like, I, I didn't hit her back. You know what I'm saying? Like some some people say it's fair game. I don't even think like that. It's like you, you you just don't you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like you just do not do that. Married, not married. I whatever. just know me, and I just know me. And I feel like maybe it's different. Maybe maybe how you came up, it all matters. But I, it's not in me. Right. I, I, think I can't. It, I think it either is it, or it isn't, right? That's like, what I was getting. Yeah. It's, it's either in you or it's not. Because because you're not just going to all of a sudden in the middle in the middle of a of a 15-year marriage, okay, now I'm going to hit you. Like To me, it feels like this has happened before. This is not their first dust-up. Either it can't you, be. Either you got that within you, the, the, the capacity to do that, or you don't. Right. I don't. I don't. I, I'd like to believe I do not. It's just like not it would a, be a side of me that I'd be scared to death of if that was in me. I don't, you know, 
Faith and I, you we, keep, will, we keep going back to that because we're talking about our own personal. We've had arguments, whatever they've sure. got heated. It's it's never occurred to me. Exactly because right. I, Exactly right. And that's not to put myself up on some pedal. I just that's the way I approach it. I'd hope it'd be like that for most people, and yet we see this you know, we see a man that's been married, this woman for thirty something years hitting her multiple times. I, I can't in a club, bro, in front I, of folks. I cannot promise that you won't read a headline about me doing something somewhere at some at some point. I can't promise that. But what I can promise you is that you will never read a headline with me saying I got arrested for domestic violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well like, that that again, that's one part of the story, but then the part that I was more interested in was why one's different than the other, especially when this dude did it at 18 years old. Well, I don't know. I don't know how. Is it because USA know how soccer different. coming well, off the work, you know, it's time, timelier and yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know why that is. I, I, Brad, in terms of ESPN's coverage of it, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, in it's terms not, of ESPN, and then deal, people follow and, and ESPN. Oh, 100. Well, that's what choir. makes it mainstream. They they right? lead the choir, and so to yes. Yeah. And, you know, UFC is like their big property on their plus. It fills Dude, so they, much for them. They keep Dana White on Bro. ESPN. He stays on there, Constant. Don. And to your point, it's a ton of their inventory. I mean, that's it on but ESPN Plus. He's constantly on, on, on ESPN. Like, like you, it's definitely you, part of it, bro. People, you, you can't get UFC pay-per-views unless you have ESPN Plus. No, they have these bogus pre-fights, too, uh, that I don't care about that lead up to their pay-per-views yeah. during the day. You'll, like, see it. It's like uh, Jerry and Simon. I'm like, who are these welterweights, like, trying yeah. to scrap it out in the Caribbean? Because, like, you got to think about, okay, why do I need ESPN Plus? All right, well, let's just say uh, you're not a college basketball fan. If you're not a college basketball fan, there is no reason for you to have ESPN Plus other than right. um, UFC. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only cause, It's true. Because co- the y- when when I think about ESPN Plus, I like I'll, I'll read some articles, you know. Uh, occasionally, I will watch college basketball games that aren't televised on the over the air, and I'll when I'm compelled to do so, get a UFC pay per view. That's it. Full and, disclosure, it happens at the radio level too. I remember when Bellator was a big deal, and they were trying to use radio mm-hmm. to prop that thing up. Yeah. So guess I'm just full disclosure here. Yeah. Like we were talking about it during slow times. Yeah. Like it was filling programming. We had these dudes in the studio, and I'm like, Well, that was Jason. Should, should we? No, no, no. And we've done it for everybody. No, it was actually the show probably before you. Uh, has everybody in the station has done it? I've done it. You know, it's it's. It's something, and it was probably during a slow time. But this is what ESPN does, right? It's oh, no yeah. co- like last night they had great college basketball on, but on nights where they don't, like right. it's perfect. And Dana is part of that whole machine. Yeah, some of my best work. It was, it was. I, I some of those fighters. I was John, not so, picking on Jason. So, don't do that, John. No, 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 John's the one made it a shot though. I didn't make it a shot, so, bro. I, I, I just said about you, you, bro. I just said no. Yesterday you said that was Jason. No, I was talking about Bellator. I was specifically talking about Bellator. Jason is Dude, an we MMA. had a guy in here who won a Purple Heart. What are you nah, talking about? Yeah, one that of our was best different. interviews ever. Lorenzo oh, Macy. Very good. Look, that, thank you very much. He's a hero. Now, who's Absolutely. The, who's the dude from Memphis that has the chain around his neck? Rampage? Yeah, Rampage. We had Ram- So it was Rampage. That was that was yeah, like in 2014. The, right. That wasn't us. That wasn't Okay, us. Yeah. so Rampage was in here, but then there were some lower-level dudes on other days where it was like, who is this guy? That Man, ain't Rampage. That, those were Jason's, yes. No, this, this is pre-Jason. You are a Who is of, this? Is that you what you are, were you saying as the po- boss when no. I was bringing in these interviews? This who man, are these dudes that Jason's no, bringing in that here? Is not- John, you're going to have to put a stop <laughs> to it. 
talked so to him. So not true. You oh, were oh, I, I think up, I'm, I'm very close to the truth. This man <laughs> I think I'm too close. No. no Brad sent me a Pre text. Your tenure, that's what I, I thought. He said, slow him down on those Brad, UFC. Brad and, but, pulled but out the uh, monthlies on those. Some he said, MMA right, no interviews. Oh, I man. never micro. I you would, know. Yeah. You, you should, boys know that. You should have come to me and said that to my face. Check the record, boys. I don't micro at the heck. Come on, man. That was no sort of shot. Nah, that Some we, of our best hey, stuff. Hey, look, this thing, though. While you, you hate no sort nah, of nah, shot, I, I, John. You got the Mendoza line with those. You got the Mendoza. You about 20%. <laughs> You about twenty percent. This man over here trying to pull out crap no, that's and what make he does. stuff he, up. He's he's a, a he undercover a hater all day long. I ain't not no hater, oh, yeah. bro. Oh yeah, bless you. You know I'm right. You, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, they started great, and so it was like yes! let's get yes! the first no. one, the first one. But okay. I'm, but I'm like Skip Bayless. Maybe not what you want to hear, but need to hear. No, don't even. <laughs> How dare you? How? What is, what is the worst interview we've ever had? Oh, it was, uh, man, it was that boxing guy, man. It was like that, uh, well, I don't remember his name. Sam Watson, was that his name? That he was, because he was asleep. <laughs> he that, was that was very timely, though. <laughs> well, I know, but it was awful. It was awful. We had one with Mike Epps that was pretty bad. We did? Yeah. What about that comedian, that really good comedian? Him, I said, I asked him about Friday and getting back together with Ice Cube. The man said, I don't know, man, ask him. Hold up. Who's the dude from In Living Color that came in studio? Uh, Tommy Davidson. Tommy that, Davidson, for, and it wasn't y'all's was, fault. I would say that because Tommy's say, a big I would name. Say that was one of the strangest. It was whack, man. Like I'm like, isn't that was, isn't Tommy Davis like cool? He was making references to Super Bowls from five years ago, as though they so just weird. happened. Well, he acted like Peyton Manning was from Memphis, and like you know, like <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that was, was, was playing a banjo. He was acting like we were all country hicks. So it was very. It was <laughs> it kind was of strange. offensive and uncomfortable. I wouldn't. I don't know. That it was the worst. No, no, no. It was. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was the weirdest. Maybe I mean, the weirdest. What, did, what you know what it was? What? What? Because you like, well, I, I just don't want to single him out. He's now, no. he's now uh, a mafia? I believe he's a, uh, he's a major league baseball player now. Oh, God. Oh, don't go there then. Yeah. Oh, I think I know his. Oh, yeah, don't say his name. I know. I, we I, all know. I was trying and trying and trying, sorry. and sorry. I was failing. We appreciate and, our guests. Are we oh, doing? <laughs> no, it's just, this is a look back on six years or it's whatever. It's a long you know, tenure. Some, some yeah, yeah, bro. We've, had, we've had some duds. We've no, had some duds. Hey, everybody does. Yes. Yes. Now, you made a, you made a uh, racial joke that he did not know how to react to. <sighs> yeah, and, it got, and that, that was my fault. Hey. It's like any good. I was trying batter, to break you know? the ice. You, you gotta, gotta take swings, bro. Yeah, no. You try to break the ice instead. JB capsized the boat. JB. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you won't say it. You, I'm not, not going to go. It's, it's no. not. It's our no, fault. No, I, I already said it's my fault. So no, it doesn't I, matter that we named him. It now. was uh, Jonathan Boland. You yeah, know yeah, I'm yeah. Boland. That's know? right. He was just now. Look, what was my what was my racial joke? You said something about uh you know uh I'm the black guy and I know more about baseball than he does. He's supposed to know all about baseball. Oh yeah, <laughs> like isn't that a funny joke for a baseball player? Yeah, but he didn't know how to react to it. He didn't like know the bit. I know it and made the rest of the interview. So yeah. I, I just and it is my fault, JB. I just remember him being like, <laughs> yeah, a fake laugh he gave me. Uh, we're <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, and that was my fault again, JB. If you're out there, we know you're in the major leagues now. First week, real quick, while we're reminiscing, some of my favorites like Sinbad, also weird, but he was uh, okay. Sinbad was dope. Awesome. Yeah, Sinbad's oh, no. actually he good. Amazed no, one me. of my favorite he's moments a, he's was a, he's a bad shit. One of my favorite moments from the early in the in the yeah. show was when uh, that's the, when we're trying out stuff. Too. This man said uh, to Becky Lynch, "How much you make?" He did. You're right. You're right. I was was all up in her purse. You know, uh, you know, Ray Mysterio make more than you, don't it? That's how I sounded. That's what I asked. Fool. (laughs) See, 
That's why you can't ask John to retell so the story. Funny. You so said funny. something like that, bro. You were like, my man. point was getting to the point that women earn less and they should earn just That's as right. much. That's I was just getting my way into now, it. What? She, 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 I, she I had a strategy. It. She now you, but you know she goes by the man now. Mm-hmm. That's her gimmick now. She's the man. So I, I, I think <laughs> she's still a big deal. Enough? I think she went. I think she took your question to heart and she changed her. She now identifies as a man, so she can make more money, bro. Like get up out of here. You heard of so, shoot three sixty? I have, man. I tell you, you need what, to get out there. It, it, I can't promise a hundred percent like Jason's MMA interviews, but if you go out there, put some time in. <laughs> you will find yourself getting better at the game of basketball. Uh, if you have a son, daughter, niece, nephew, maybe they're falling in love with the game, take them out. Let them see what it's all about. Interactive drills, shooting drills, passing drills, dribbling drills. They're going to love it. They're never going to want to leave. This will be good for you, good for them. Memberships are available. Get out there to Shoot360 today. Yeah, just go. Uh, check it out. You'll be blown away by the place like we were. I'm here to tell you as a father, they make it super affordable. You can do a one-year commitment, probably the best deal. They've got all kinds of membership options. But that one-year commitment, 12 months at $130 a month, that's unlimited access to that state-of-the-art training equipment, the development coaches, the weight training they've got out there. The point is they've got it all. So go check it out for yourself. We call it the future of basketball training right here in Memphis. The future is now out at Shoot360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive in Cairoville. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.